Hello and welcome to Interactive Distractions, episode number 402. My name is Christopher Kio and I'm here with Travis Baum. So happy. So happy to be here. And that's it. It's just the two of us. Um, we're going to do some distractions and then we'll do some news, a little bit of news. Then we'll do our pick of the week uh, and we'll wrap it up. It'll be a uh, mostly a show about distractions, I think, and uh, so going and, over some of the and things. And playing catch up, too. We got to play a little catch up. And playing catch up yeah. with the news, some of the things that we missed over the past several weeks that we where we haven't been recording. Um, so... Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get going. Travis, what's up, dude? How are things going? Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, so a lot to catch up on. It's it's been going okay. This week was was pretty good. Got a lot of stuff done um, on the work side of things, and a really overall a good week of work. A little stressful here and there. Um, so a good week of work in the last couple of hours of the day just got shitty. So it just like took a dump all over my all over my my pretty decent week. Um, but other than that, I mean, just like I don't know, Olympic fever. Did you watch a lot of that? I watched some of it. So we were, we were big on, uh, watching the gymnastics, especially with, uh, um, with Alora because she's very interested in that right now. And, uh, she really enjoyed, uh, watching the gymnastics a lot. Um, and then, uh, Crystal showed her today, uh, what is the girl's name? Jesse Graf. Jesse Graf. Do you know who that is? Jesse Graf. I remember Steffi Graf. The tennis no, Je- player, but I don't remember this, it. Just yeah, this is separate. This is like uh, um, that American Ninja Warrior. So okay. Jesse Jesse Graf is the stunt stunt woman for Supergirl. Um, I, I don't know if you've watched that show at all, but okay. uh, it's a pretty good show. It's a lot of fun. But she went through like the entire American Ninja Warrior uh, track, like with no problem and like advanced to the finals or something like that. She was like the first woman to do it or to do that particular run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Crystal showed that to Elora and she was just amazed by it. And I was, and, and she's like, I want to do that. And I'm like, you can do that if you want. It's going to take a lot of hard work, but we'll, we'll do it. Let's do it. You know? So, uh, you know, she's, she's really, really interested in the gymnastics and that kind of thing. So we were all over that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we watched that. We were, we watched a lot of the fencing. We watched, uh, let's see what else. Some of the diving. Yeah. No, no dressage, no horse dancing for you. This Olympics. We, we, <laughs> we watched one equestrian event <laughs> and it was like that, them just literally just walking around the track. And I'm like, uh, I but love you, you, baby. Uh, this I, is boring. Are you talking about the dressage though? Where like the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, hor- the, dressage, the horses are, yeah. they're, they're, they're prancing to the beat of the music. So it, yeah, it yeah. is, I will say it's impressive that the, that the animal can, can identify rhythm and beat and, and roll with it better than most humans I know too. And like, <laughs> it's, it is impressive, but it is the lamest, the lamest thing that could possibly Give someone a gold medal. It's it's terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. And I was asking questions, and, and we've had some really good conversations um, over my way uh, about the Olympics, uh, about something that that not a lot of people are discussing because everybody's discussing how odd some of the uh, some some of these events are. But what about the events that need to be in the, in the Olympics? And it's funny that you brought up American Ninja Warrior because people are saying that why isn't American Ninja Warrior an Olympic sport? Like it's so physically grueling. It's one of the like toughest physical tests. Uh, that's that's kind of around. It's really hard to do, yeah. um, especially making it all the way and climbing up the end you know, of the quote unquote mountain. Like it's it's really difficult. And 
I think that would be extremely entertaining and one of the most highest watched. Like, have that be in the track and field time, like toward the end of the Olympics, because as the Olympics are winding down and it's just track and a couple of small things left, like handball or whatever. Like, it 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 just it gets you. Uh, at that point, you're done watching the Olympics, right? Like, you're done. It, gymnastics is done. Swimming's done. Uh, like, soccer's done. That's all done. <laughs> um, but like, where is that? Like, where is something awesome like American Ninja Warrior? Where is UFC? Why is it mixed martial arts in the Olympics by now? Like, to me, that's ridiculous. I'm not a fan because it's too brutal. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the Olympics <laughs> started the out thing. Brutal, it's like- brutal. They would do sprints in full male armor, and that was their races. They would do foot <laughs> sprints in full male. That shit is gruesome. It's so oppressive, and like. The, the the fact that they're gonna do dressage but they won't yeah. do something that's like I mean so I can I can give you a good a good reason for why UFC is 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 not the type of thing that would ever be in the Olympics because it would be one round and that's it because those fighters need weeks to recover from those things you know the Olympics is only two weeks long I mean how do you how do you crown a winner when you have X number of they're countries. beating the piss out of each other. Maybe like since – It would have to be a team thing and that would be – you know, that would just be weird. Okay. You'd have to have X number of of, of UFC type fighters I'm, I'm and a... you <laughs> go ahead, you go see ahead. where I'm going? Yeah. You no, see where I'm going I though? do see where you're going. I do see where you're going. But you have to remember this too. The UFC, when UFC brought – was starting to, to bring – uh, MMA into the mainstream. Like, it used to be like a pay-per-view and home video thing. Only. Sure, sure, yeah. It used, be, yeah. it used to be just home video. Like, they would record it, and then like a month later, it'd be on the, uh, you know, at, at, at Blockbuster. So, like, MMA started out to where they would throw these tournaments and people would have to continue on in the tournament. So you would do one fight, you would have to go back and fight again. Like, that's the, that's the, the origins of the UFC. Um, so it's not totally out of the question. I mean, I remember Hoist Gracie getting to the finals of like UFC two. And by the end, like uh, he's completely battered and bloody. There were the judges like, no, you need to have a fill in for him. He can't, he can't fight. And they would have to have a guy who had not fought in all night fight in the finals. Like this shit happens. So like you would have your, you know, your American team per se, but you would have your main representative. And if he continues on, if he wins his match, but he's unable to proceed, you have like his fill in, like his, 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 yeah, his, his, his pitch hitter, basically. That would work. That mm. would work instead of doing like a full know. team thing. I don't know. It would be amazing. I, just, I don't think just, it would ever. I don't think it would ever happen. The, oh, can you imagine like an American MMA fighter get up there and you go up against like I don't know like a, a like a Russian MMA fighter and just America and Russia literally beating the shit out of each other? <laughs> Why is this not an Olympic sport, Chris? Why? I, I just told you, dude. I just told you. And I'm you. telling you why it would be. Like, it would be amazing. Yeah, right, listeners, am I wrong? I, I like, like, I, I like the, uh, the, the, uh, the American Ninja idea, though. That would, that would make a, that would be a pretty cool, like, it's almost like an obstacle course type thing, uh, yeah. for the Olympics. That would be awesome. It'd be so, so good. It'd be so good. Uh, um, and then while we're at it, let's do Wipeout. <laughs> oh, Wipeout would be great. No, if you do not like Wipeout, you're a, a Stone Cold liar into a terrorist because that shit is awesome. It's just so fun. It's so fun to watch. And it's a guilty pleasure. I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the show, but I love sitting there. If it's on, that's it. It's staying on. <laughs> that's just, that show does something to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. MXC was the same way on old school Spike. Wow. 
Yeah, I love that shit. So good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Just uh, catching up on a lot of that stuff. What about you? All right. It's been two weeks. I know um, something massive has been happening. It's been more than two weeks. Three weeks? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that, uh, well, first of all, uh, uh, Alora's birthday just passed, so she hey, turned four. Hey, how about that? Four. Um, mm-hmm. they, they have both started school now. Liam's in first grade and Alora's in pre-K, so that's cool. Um, we may have a problem next year. We'll see about that. Okay. Uh, they might be moving the date back for like the cutoff date. Um, oh, for, so, for like, the- so she's in for, for like age to join the age to, to go into school. <laughs> okay. So she, she, she's doing pre-K this year. She might not be old enough to start kindergarten next year. I feel like there's so, some sort of petition or some yeah. sort of something. Yeah. If they're in pre-K, they can't happen. be forced to skip another year until kindergarten. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's something in the school system that will allow you to state a case and yeah. have her get passed on. I need to I need to to research that because yeah. it's it's going to piss me off. I'll talk but, to um, Megan about that since she may have a little information on that. Oh, really? Seeing okay. that she's been a teacher for a decade. So, sure. um yeah, I'll I'll talk to her. Okay. Um let's see what else. The we uh um so we we finally sold my mom's house. Um so That's, that's good. Uh, is that a relief? A weight lifted? It is uh, uh, emotionally and financially because mm-hmm. I was it, was it was like eight hundred bucks a month to keep that thing afloat. So, mm. um, you know, I already have one mortgage. I didn't need to, <laughs> but um, but it's sold and done with. So uh, we can start looking at uh, getting our house prepared for sale because um, uh, we still want to sell our house and get a new place. Hopefully, sometime this year. Can but, I? Uh, we'll see how that works. Can we revert to a growing up episode real quick and let me ask you a serious question about that? Sure. Um, sure. This is something I was curious. I was actually thinking about this. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was. Um, so I was thinking that if my parents left this planet today, um, would I be f- being next of kin? Would I be forced to take on their financial responsibilities with their house? being their mortgage or anything like that. Would I be forced to do that or there things that I could do, decisions that I would have to make that if I took on the house, it would be my decision? Like what, what does that well, situation I mean, go with? Like, uh, how does that so go? it really depends on the situation. Um, you're not uh, like any of her debts, uh, any of their debts you would not be responsible for. Right. Um, but the, uh, like if, if, if the house payments aren't made, it'll get foreclosed on. You know, I mean, of that's course. just, yeah. you know, that's, that, that's the way that, that works out. Uh, but you know, it, it all depends on how, how their will is drawn up mm-hmm. and, and that kind of crap. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all a big, you know, piece of shit. Just, it's. Sounds it's like horrible, a lot so. of, uh, superfluous, small, minute legal details that you have to, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. for instance, after we sold the house, I tried to open up a, a an account as like the estate, mm-hmm. and uh, they told me I couldn't do that because I didn't have um a employee ID number, uh, an EIN, yeah, a employee identification number. So, like, I was a business owner. I had to have. Hmm. An EID or an EIN, and I'm like, uh, I just so you had the LLC to <laughs> secure the not, estate. Uh, it's, <laughs> no, because they actually have like a they have a specific um, estate mm-hmm. form that you fill out. So it's just it's it's frustrating, and it's sure. just it's not. You know, I I hope that 
you know, for anybody who ever has to go through this, that they have assistance because, um, I had zero assistance with this pretty much. Um, I hired, I hired a lawyer to help me with the, uh, um, the sale of the house because I had to get like a petition for sale because mm-hmm. we didn't, um, was the, the, uh, I think it had a lot to do with the will and how the will was written. Um, so, uh, you know, make sure you hire a lawyer to get the will done. Oh, because there's, sure. there's for a sure. lot of things that, that we left out, um, because we didn't actually hire someone that was, uh, um, uh, more knowledgeable about that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So. I, uh, I never play around with any type of stuff like that. Like I, I know there are awesome things like TurboTax and stuff online to do your taxes. I don't even fuck with that. I'm like, I'll go to an accountant. I'll spend a hundred dollars extra this year just to make sure it's done right. Cause I know I will fuck it up. So yeah, no, uh, yeah. Hands down an issue like that. I agree wholeheartedly. You got to get a lawyer. You got to make sure it's done correctly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you wouldn't be responsible for any of their debts, but mm. if, if you wanted to actually I, sell I, the house, exactly. Then yeah. you'd have to, you, if you wanted to sell the house, or, you know, whatever assets they have, mm-hmm. uh, you would have to, um, keep those things afloat. Uh, yeah, that until, makes sense. Until they sold. So. Okay. Enough of that. I just was, uh, curious about how that went. I needed a little education. Um, yeah. So anything else, man? No, uh, I don't think so. We've been, we've been, uh, rocking out the D and D a lot lately. We actually played, uh, um, some of the Star Wars RPG that I was telling you about a while back. And that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we had like a little break in D and D, and we played Star Wars, and now we went. Now we went back to D and D. So, uh, it's good stuff. I love it. It's it's a lot of fun. Very so. nice. But uh, but yeah, that's it. So let's talk about other types of games to play. Other types of games. Uh, the video type. Um, so why don't you start us out? What do you? What have you? Uh, what's been distracting you lately? Uh, so I had to make a choice. Uh, at least this week, because Madden and Deus Ex came out at the same time, uh, and I went the I went the Madden route this year, and so we went we made different choices. We made different so, choices, so we can actually talk, to talk about, about different games. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk very much about Madden. I, I will say uh, the reviews brought me over to picking up day one. It's the first day one Madden in about three years for me. Um, so that's saying something. The game is vastly improved, and they improved in the areas where I appreciate it, which is the franchise and career modes. Um, they did a really, really good job there. They didn't add my photo game face, uh, that I've been wanting back in there. Um, but it's not necessary. They just added so many quality of life improvements, nothing massively revolutionary, but tons, so many small quality of life, uh, improvements that it makes it a whole new game for me. It's, it's, it's really good. And then not playing hardcore for the last couple of years also helps as well. But that's what, that's what I wanted. I wanted, a good Madden to come out after a couple of years of letting them build it up and everything. Still tons of stuff that they can get better. Um, of course. But, uh, always will be. It always right? will so. be. But they're doing really, really cool things. Um, the gameplay is big, uh, a bigger focus on running uh, and running behind your blocks. Uh, so that's always been a, one of the more fun parts of Madden. But they made every, playing every side of the ball very exhilarating. I enjoy playing defense now. There are new camera angles and new ways to get to the quarterback if you're playing on your front four. I never want to play on my defensive line, ever. And this game makes me want to do it because of the added functionality. So really, really good game. I'm very happy with it. Very pleased. Um, and they made it a lot. play as Vaughn Miller and slap that ball out of Cam's hands. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just saying. I'm just saying. That just sounds saying. like something that would be fun. So. Uh, it sounds like it would be a blast. It, it <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, I, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm very, very happy with it. So the only other thing that I played was No Man's Sky. Uh, 
I mean, I can do you want to do that now, or I could go into Deus Ex real quick, and Let's then we can you talk know, about it. My, my heart is not ready to hear about what I gave up with Deus Ex. I'm happy with Madden, <laughs> but I'm not ready for it yet. Let's talk about No Man's Sky. Let's get this right. shit off our chest. Okay, cool. All right, cool deal. I'll go. First. How do you want to start this out? Okay, I'll go, go ahead. first. Okay, go ahead. So, okay, No Man's Sky. I'm having fun with it. I will say that outright. I'm having fun with it. The fun is waning after about seven to ten days. That fun definitely is waning. But I can say with confidence, what this game does, um, what this game does, what is in the package right now, I feel it does pretty well. And it it's serviceable enough to where as you get into it, as you can get past the steep learning curves of the game, and uh, well, not the steep learning curves, but the steep valleys of this game like inventory management and everything once you get past that and you start building said inventory and getting stronger weapons ways to mine faster um small little you know increases of your character's quality of life i think the game like it does everything that's there well and that's good and i'm glad i can say that for this game but there's a lot missing from this game. There yeah. really, really is. And I, I'm i not a full detractor of this title. I'm not. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, Sean Murray lied to us, blah, 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 blah or, or just like sound yeah, entitled. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that shit I'm is, not is gonna... way overboard, personally. It, it is but... overboard. The whining is overboard. But what they're whining about has – it carries a lot of weight. No one is out here lying to themselves that this game is not what it was supposed to be. I do kind of want to preface, and I, Jeff is with me on this. We fucking told everybody this from the fucking start, so you shouldn't be surprised. Like, we knew that this game was, there was something off about this game. So I can say that as on one side saying that this game does things very, very well. And this is a very, very good game. And would not be surprised if you see this once in a while, not very often, but once in a while you'll see this as someone's game of the year. Like every maybe 10 or 15 people, this will be in someone's top five. I think for sure. This is a good game. But there are things that through the process of uh what we've heard from interviews from Sean Murray mainly true um but more importantly the way the game's been marketed by Sony uh how early the game came uh, you know really came out versus the release date i mean it was completely mishandled and at the end of the day this is this is a, an indie title this is a indie title that they marketed the hell out of said this is triple a and sold it for 60 bucks um but for all intents and purposes, I mean, I don't think this is... When you look at feature-wise, when you look at this game, it's totally indie. Definitely grandiose. 19 quint... Quint billion, whatever the fucking number quadrillion. is. Quadrillion. Quadrillion. Whatever the fucking number is. <laughs> uh, of, of star systems. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. But it's... Like I said, of what's in there is good, but it's not much. And for the price that we paid for it, for all the hype that's been generated, for all the, I mean, again, I mean, again, I'm not bitching about there being lies, and they're not lies per se, but the way we were kind of um, given, we were given almost tunnel vision about this game. Guys, look straight ahead. This is what this is. This is No Man's Sky. This is what you're gonna see. And all the all the shit in our peripheral vision, 
was completely being clouded by what they were showing us. And those were the, those were the things that, that Jeff and I were having problems with, the things that were flashing in our peripheral, the questions. Um, and and uh, I think the answers were pretty astounding. They kept on saying, we're going to get this stuff, we're going to get this stuff. And there's a lot, there's a lot missing. I, I want you to give me your input on this because I've said a lot. I want you to give me your input on this based off of my assumptions of what I think about this game or my opinions of this game. And then afterwards, I'm going to read you something. And I want you to touch on, too, please touch on the things that you kind of were expecting in this game that are not here. Well, that's the thing. All right. So I think that a lot of people were expecting way too much. Um, I was not. I, I said from the beginning that, it, yes, it was one of my most anticipated games. But the main reason that it was was because of the technology they were using to create this universe. I mean, you know, sure, 18 quad, uh, quadrillion planets. The game is six gigs. You know, I mean, that's amazing to me. You know, the, the amount, the amount of work that goes into the, the, the technical science behind that, you know, the, the mathematics and the algorithms and the, and just the, the general amount of programming they had mm-hmm. to do to get that to happen. Um, and for it to be the same every time you went back to that particular planet, yeah, you know, it's, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. It's, it's the technology that always intrigued me about this game. It's like, what do you do? It's like, I really don't care what you do. I just want to see this happen. You know, this is something that I want to see happen. Um, and I'm glad that it did. Now, as far as the game is concerned, is there a lot there? No, there's not. As a matter of fact, it, there's a reason that I moved on to Deus Ex. There's, it gets repetitive relatively quickly. Um, I, I pretty much got, I mean, I, I didn't even really get that far because my, I had to, I had to kill the completionist in me yeah. to keep, to move on. You know, yeah, I was like, <clears throat> it's, it's one of those things where I think I only warped like five times, you know? So I, I visited five different, so, or six different solar systems. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I, I I'm going to go back to it. But right now, I, I feel like I've, I'm, I've drained, I'm tapped out on that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like I need to move on for a while, and that's what I'm doing. I'm going to Deus Ex. Um, when will I get back to No Man's Sky? I have no idea, because by the time I finish Deus Ex, if I finish it, Destiny's gonna come out. Oh. So, you know, th- and then I, I'm not sure what else is coming out this year, to be, to be honest, <laughs> off the top of my head, but. The, there's so much good shit coming out this year, man. It's, it's yeah, a, I mean, it's a, a lot. banner year for fucking video games, man. It's it's yeah. gonna be, and good. we say that every year. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, it's gonna um, be good. But uh, I mean, from from what I can see, some of the things that I feel they could have done better are more technical things. It's like I am not as concerned as what's uh, of what's missing in this game. What's there is good for me. Um, however, there are things that they screwed up that are, you know. That are, are, are minor, that, like, not minor, but they're, they're, they're things that, that should have been done right. The waypoint system fucking sucks. All right. It's oh, horrible. Terrible. Terrible. It's absolutely horrible. Um, the, the, uh, I, the, the way that the, I don't know if, I mean, I understand that it's probably a limitation of the PS4 at that point, but I mean, the, the draw in is horrendous. Uh, but you kind of get used to it after a while. You do, um, it, it's, and you understand why it's happening, but it doesn't make it any easier to to watch. You know, I mean, entire mountain ranges just like pop up, 
in, yeah. in, out of nowhere. And then like a, a mountain range completely changes shape. And, uh, <laughs> oh, look, there's a, a big, uh, a, you know, a big source of gold over there. And you walk over to it. Oh, wait, I already mined this. It disappeared. <laughs> it fucking disappeared. Yeah, that, you know, that happens. Um, my pet peeve in terms of how the procedurally generated, uh, effects work. Um, you know, the pop in, I was kind of expecting it when they first showed entering a planet's atmosphere. You saw a little oh, yeah. pop in there. It wasn't yeah, as bad yeah. as it is now, but you did see some. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure it's better on, on, on PC for a really good You know, PC, believe it but... or not, it's still there on PC. Oh, yeah. But if you go to the Gamescom, uh, Gamescom Star Citizen demo, the planet entry is pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's... I, I watched, I watched some of that. Yeah, I watched it's, some of that. It's impressive. Um, I think that game's going to be a little too much. Like, it's going to be a little too much for me. Um, but it's, it's also going to require a, Pretty beefy PC. Pretty it looks beefy like. PC. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, AKA Travis will never play that game. Um. Uh, maybe on good old games in twenty years, I'll play. Yeah. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be a good old game. I'll play it on my phone. <laughs> um. So. Um. My issues. So I like I said, Jeff and I around the same time started having our doubts about this game. So I didn't try to read in too much i didn't try to read in too much about what was missing from this game so the only time i really heard about sean murray making claims that this is going to be in the game this is going to be in the game but then they're they're suddenly not in there i never heard of those things until the reports came out that people were complaining about these false promises yeah same here to be honest Uh, with you i never heard that because i didn't want to look for interviews i didn't want to like have any more expectations i didn't want to mess with the bar the bar was sitting comfortably for me so i didn't want to raise it or lower it i was at good expectations cautiously optimistic one would say um, but there were things that were actually in trailers. Now, I did see the trailers. You couldn't miss them. They're at, you know, almost every single conference we saw it. He's on Colbert, so you got to see gameplay there. Like, I saw those things. Um, so, uh, there were some things that were promised in either the press conferences, the trailers, um, or just in, like, Sony marketing in general. So, not in interviews where he's trying to explain or trying to say what's in, not in there. So planetary physics, ship classes with meaningful differentiation, uh, faction reputation and meaningful gameplay impact. Um, uh, asteroid landings. You originally were supposed to be able to land on asteroids. Uh, space station and fleet destruction. I remember you know, the, the destruction was supposed to be a little more robust than what it actually was. Um uh, let's see, I'm going on the list here, because some of the stuff is actually in there, like large-scale battles. I actually stumbled upon a couple of large-scale yeah, battles. Yeah, I, I did so, too. Yeah, I, I ran into actually, one. Yeah, really, really fun. <clears throat> um, in atmospheric battles, you can still attack other ships up in the air. I did it, so that's there. So some of these things, some of these complaints are not very uh, valid, but things like ringed planets. In past trailers, we saw ringed planets. Uh, we saw sand planets with massive fucking sandworms going across it. That's not there. Um, they showed off flying between star systems without going to a galactic map interface. Like, that was there. Rivers. There are rivers uh, on the planets. 
Uh, I mean, I, I could go on. The list goes a little deeper, but I'm just going to stop there. But these were things that we actually visually saw. Those big brontosauruses, and I mean, there was a shot where there was a huge brontosaurus, and then there were like three or four other species all around. There were like these misty effects. I mean, it looked really, really good. And if you remember, it was like a first or second trailer, and then out of nowhere, like this big roaming beast like started busting through made all the herbivores scatter and he's knocking down trees and all this shit is like this big carnivore and i'm like where was that like this is what sold me on the game like i don't care about your interviews i want to play what i saw in those fucking awesome trailers what if you played horizon when that releases, Chris, and you go to that big awesome T-Rex fight, but the T-Rex is probably half the size than it was in the E3 trailer. Like, that's ex- this is exactly what we're talking about here. Like, I don't mind saying, you know, in an interview, we're going to get this. We're going to get this. This is what we're looking for. The guy's excited about a game. He's going to make a game. There's so much hype. There's so many people that are clamoring for this title, so he's going to be excited. He's going to say things. Uh, if if you've grown up in the Peter Molyneux era, you should be fucking used to it by now. Um, it's not just, I mean, it's not even just Peter Molyneux either. I mean, other games have done that. I mean, and, and Sean Murray's not even that bad. He's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. So if anything, I think, I think he's just excited about this, this game and he, yeah, you know, he's fine. I think, from I the think he, uh, yeah, I think, I think he gets a little ahead of himself more than anything. Um, yeah. But he's but not, I like, think- flat out telling you that this game is going to make you rethink human emotion. Like, he's not even that bad <laughs> like Molyneux. He's not doing that. Um, but there is a lot missing. That I mean, when it, something's not in, in, in the game that was in the trailer, like, I've seen this game before. You've promoted this game to me a certain way, and it's not there. I have problems with that. I hate seeing games look really, really good when they first show it off and then look really, really shitty. We're going to have a news article later on that is going to talk about that that I really, really appreciate from EA, of all people. <laughs> I mean, Kill, Killzone did that too. So Yeah, very true. Uh, it, was a, it was a different different situation overall but because uh, that was more of a visual thing uh, overall. But um, I think the biggest thing for me is that uh, – you know, I, I, what is, what is in the game right now is fine. Uh, yeah, sure. what's there is, is, is done well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the, the biggest thing is like the controversy over, uh, the, the multiplayer, quote unquote, that was yeah. supposed, that was promised. And I was like, he said that you could see, he could see or see other players. That's all he said. He didn't say there was a multiplayer aspect to this game. As a matter of fact, he said repeatedly that it was a single player game and you shouldn't get your hopes up about multiplayer. Lama, you know? let's be fair. They started saying that two weeks before the game fucking released. It releases. was longer than that. It no, was longer it was than not, that, man. Yeah, it, it was. was uh, I'll, it was I'll longer than that. It, they, they, because from the beginning, he was like, he, they were saying that it's, it's, you know, going to be very unlikely that you will see someone else. I'll, um, I'll give you the earliest, it, it, July fifteenth. It was, it was, I'm pretty sure it was earlier than that. When he, when they started discussing that it was unlikely that you were going to see someone else, I'm pretty sure it was earlier than that. But regardless, um, it, so, so far, I, I only know of one instance where this has happened, where someone has shown up to the same planet, two people have shown up to the same planet. Mm-hmm. And one, one was night and one was dark. They were obviously on two different instances of the server. This is not an unusual concept. And th- people are blowing their top like like he lied about the whole thing. It's like, 
<clears throat> I don't know if he did that. This could be a complete oversight that they don't have a way to switch instances in the game. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. shit. We don't have, we have no idea. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, we don't know if it's there or not. It's only happened one time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think people are making too big of a deal about that, especially when it's, you know, it's a single player game. Mm-hmm. And it says it on the back of the box. It says single player. So. Yeah, there there was some screwy stuff. It seemed like there were some retail partners that were uh, directed to put stickers on the back of the box and everything to cover up the single player thing. And it's, and, and that could be that's I, I don't I don't know why that was done, but it could also be a, a um just the way Peggy works. Because the, the, the rating went from Peggy something, mm-hmm. uh, Peggy 13 down to Peggy 7 or something like that. <clears throat> and it may be that it was Peggy 13 in the beginning because of online interactions. Sure. And since there are no online interactions, they took off the online and, and made it Peggy 7. So I, I, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't know how that stuff works. So I, I can't say that, but you okay. know, we don't know the reasoning behind that. So no. unless, unless there's, you know, a good explanation as to why that happens. Everyone's just making assumptions. Well, and the, you know, of course, the, the, the way the internet works is all the assumptions are bad. So well, I will say I assumed the worst as well because when I was at GameStop, we were directed one time to cover stickers, have stickers cover a certain spot on the box or a certain bit of information on the box. To hide it away from customers. And this is on the outside wrapper. So when they open it, it's going to be like, you know, wide open. They could read it right there. Right, right. All right. And it was for something fishy. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember putting stickers on this thing being like, I feel fucking dirty. So the only time I've had to deal with that firsthand, it was a bad thing. Yeah. And then they do it daily with their open box copy, the copy <clears throat> that goes on the shelf. If you, if it's their final copy, you're going to get an open box. You're not going to get a brand new sealed copy. Right. Unless you walk out the fucking door and go to Best Buy or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, yeah, No Man's Sky. I liked it. It's just, um, it's just missing a lot. It's missing. Yeah, a lot I mean, of it's these. it's it's repetitive. Uh, so they're, they're, it's missing a lot of game. Uh, we'll say that. But <laughs> I still think I still am glad that it exists. And oh, yeah, knowing, great. even knowing what I know now about that game, I would still go out and buy it for sixty dollars because. Uh, it's so rare that you see a developer do something creative and innovative, and that's something. And if it's something that that is interests me, then I want to support it. So Fair I cool. would buy this game anyway. Uh, um, so, so the tech, the, the technology exists now. They have something to work on. They don't have to start from scratch. Yep. We see No Man's Sky two. And uh, I don't know years. if we see. I don't know if we see No Man's Sky two, but we see something using this tech for sure. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, I will say one thing that happened to me that I thought was pretty cool. And I, 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 I'm pretty sure that you may have seen a picture of it in the, in the Slack chat, but, uh, <clears throat> John and my buddy Ralph were over and I was, I was, uh, you know, Ralph was interested in seeing what the game was. So I was showing it to him and I got into, um, an, an altercation with some sentinels. And uh, I was trying to, 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 to get him off me. I was, I was just going to jump in my ship and fly away. So I'm looking around. I was like, where's my ship? Where's my ship? It, it was, it was gone. My ship is gone. Um, and so I was looking for the little marker that, that tells you where your ship was. 
And eventually, after I after I defeat the Sentinels, I I find it, and it says your ship off planet. I'm like, what? Oh, that's weird. What the fuck? So uh, I'm I'm wondering what happened. And when I hit square on the controller, it says that it's trying to land, but it can't. Like it's like, like it's too far away. So I'm like, well, what do I do now? So I had to run to the next to the closest station that had like a. a one of the devices that brings your ship down. Right. Yeah, call and I'm like, to you. I, I hope this works. And I, I ran over and I, 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 I made a chip and I put it in the machine and it, it brought the ship down. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, what was that about? I have no idea. I mean, is there a way for your, and the funny thing is, is that the ship was mining resources for me. Hmm. It was like, like every once in a while when I was, when I was walking around, I would see, and I thought, I thought there was a ship shooting at me, but it was my ship firing its lasers to mine resources for me. And I'm like, is this, is this, is this a feature? Did I hit a button or something to make this happen? I don't know. You need so, to put that shit on gaffs, huh? <laughs> this is fucking weird, man. Yeah, I don't know really. what happened. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was really, really funny. Um, and, you know, John and Ralph were, and all of us were just cracking up laughing. Yeah, so that's, that's insane. But, uh, but yeah, and John took a picture of the, my TV screen where it said "Your ship off planet." <laughs> he posted it. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's good, man. I I like it. It's it's you know I'm I'm done with it for now, but I'll probably go back to it because yeah, I think I I'm done with concept. it as well. I, I, it's 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 a time waster for me at this point. Yeah, yeah, I don't have necessarily anything that I need to play, but I'm in a video game mood. No Man's Sky will be that. Definitely be that. Um. That go to in that situation yeah. for sure. I still I still got to get my ship to forty eight slots. So, mm. <laughs> sounds like fun. Deus Ex, man, tell me about Deus Ex. I love the first uh, one. Oh man, then you're gonna love this one. That's that's really all it boils down to. Nice. Um, it's it, it the the gameplay is uh, it feels. I mean, it feels the same but different. The controls you can choose your control scheme. Um, and you can actually choose the human revolution control scheme. Um, okay. I went with more of like a third person shooter type control scheme and it feels really good that way. Uh, but, uh, the, the game, it's, uh, you know, it's, it starts you out with like a recap of what happened in human revolution mm-hmm. and then you jump right into, uh, into the current, you know, the current story, which takes place like two years later. Um, you start out, you, you get the opportunity to decide whether you want to, uh, start out with lethal or non-lethal weapons. So I went non-lethal. So I'm walking around with this big, uh, trank sniper rifle, sniper rifle. Um, but, uh, the, like the combat feels the same, feels great. Uh, the hacking is very similar. Like the game, gameplay is solid and it's familiar. Um, but it, there's just, there's a lot of improvements to like the cover, uh, how the cover system works and, uh, in general, the, the mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if you, if you liked Human Revolution, you're going to like this. Uh, the only, the only issues I have, and they're kind of nitpicks, is that the acting's not really good. Um, I expected better from, from some of the cast, but, um, and I actually expected better facial animations and textures. And mm-hmm. th- those are like super nitpicks. I mean, I really don't yeah, I, care I about the visuals, but. think the acting, at least for the principal cast, like the main characters in Human Revolution were all that great either. That was actually one of my criticisms when uh, looking back 
at the first game. Um, I, I felt that one or two characters were were particularly strong, um, but like especially Adam Jensen, like I, he's he's so deadpan and stoic and brooding. It, it, everything that he says sounds exactly the same. So that, that was an issue. I, I thought he was one of the coolest looking. It's the Neo syndrome. He's one of the coolest looking heroes, but really kind of one of the more lame characters in the entire series um like he's just not that interesting he's not that interesting of a character um at least that's what i got in the first game like he was the weakest part of of all of human revolution for me Hmm. um and that's just something i hear uh that doesn't change that doesn't change it's very it's very similar yeah i I feel it's the weakest the, the story and the characters are still the weakest part of the game but it's not necessarily bad at all um, and then the gameplay is, is scandal proof. So it, I mean, it just makes for a, a great experience. Um, I mean, so if, if that is exactly what, I mean, that's what human revolution was for me and it was a greatly positive experience. So it sounds like it's exactly the same thing. Yep. Yep. You'll probably enjoy it. Yep. So I'm not too far into it. I, I just, um, unlocked one of my, one of my new abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, still pretty early on, but, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the first game also ended with like the option of four endings. Like, does it really dig any deeper into like what actually happened? Like, what's the? Uh, I mean, it it, not identify. It doesn't really identify. It It kind of it kind of pick one picks one during the recap, and and you just you move on. So Hmm. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I gotta get it probably next week for me though. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else besides that that I need to talk about. Um, so I started playing uh, Borderlands 2 a little bit. So that happened. Um, I also started playing the pre-sequel. I don't like that as much. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. You. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's okay, but it's like they, they throw shit at you really fast. It's like the first boss just demolishes you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Um, and then, I've been playing a lot, a lot of Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest. The game is really fun. You were and playing that the last time we were recording. We yep. skipped a few weeks. <laughs> yep. I'm still playing it, man. It's a, it's my, my mobile addiction. Uh, it's, it's really good. I mean, I've, I've always loved Puzzle, puzzle Quest, like the, the franchise. Um, and, and this one is right up my alley with the, with the, uh, intera- with the, uh, combination of magic. It's, uh, it's, it's really good. It's really good. It frustrates the fuck out of me, but, uh, but yeah. All the best games do, Chris. That's right. All the best That's games right. do. Other people cool. don't get it. Megan still doesn't get it to this day. She should, but she doesn't. I hate this game. I oh, she gets so game. pissed at like all the fucking <laughs> video games that she plays, man. Even the Lego games she'll get mad at. And I'm like, see? oh, really? And she just still doesn't see it. <laughs> I just need to stop playing. No, you probably need to keep playing. So yeah, I probably need to keep feel playing. Better. That's right. Sense, you play, you get aggravated for the sense of accomplishment by finally beating it. There's just something. There's it's a high to that that is indescribable, and she just doesn't get it. Oh, if you get hmm. mad, you got to stop. That's the only solution. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's it for me. So uh, let's move on. You uh, you picked out some new stories to go over for the for, from what we've missed. I, uh, what you got? Picked up quite a bit of news. So what I did, I went back, you know, about nine days. I don't want to go too far back. So the things that are, you know, more than a week old definitely are going to be, uh, the big items, the big things. Um, so basically from Gamescom on, we're going to talk about. And again, right. the big stuff. 
Uh, so starting out, Mass Effect Andromeda details coming at the right time. Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't at the Gamescom 2016, and it made some fans pretty antsy, especially following the year, uh, this year's delay to 2017. EA Studios boss Patrick Soderlund said the publisher is focusing on his holiday, on its holiday slate before anything else. I quote saying, I played through the first three hours of Mass Effect. Um, it's very playable and there is no alarm necessary. It's strictly that the game will get the right hype, uh, I'm sorry, the right type of exposure at the right time and then also elsewhere he mentioned that there is uh there is interest at ea uh, about doing a mass effect trilogy remaster because they have uh they've heard from the crowd they've heard from the fans who've clamored for it and they are they seem to be not are but they seem to be considering it um but i wanted to i kind of alluded to this um this news article a few minutes ago where he said he played through the game as playable i want you to know that there's nothing to worry about here but um uh, we want to give the game the right type of exposure at the right time. Every single video game developer, every single video game pub- publisher, and every single video game marketer needs to listen to that quote right there and then tattoo it to their forehead to where every morning when they wake up, they see that quote, the right type of exposure at the right time. Again, we can talk about No Man's Sky. We can talk about so many different games in the last couple of generations that they have announced way too early, garnished way too much hype, when that game is going to change over and over and over and over again until that game goes gold and releases to the public. Yeah, but this that's the thing. It's like, this game doesn't need hype. This game doesn't need to do anything for the hype. The hype's already there. I I, I think, no, I agree with you. But I think it's a different situation. This situation is a different situation. But when you're talking about games uh, being announced way too early, that's still in the it's it's in the same archetype. Uh, archetype, like it's 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 not a completely. It doesn't make what I'm trying to say like wrong. I don't feel. I understand where you're getting. Oh, no, at, no, no, no. I don't think, I'm not saying you're wrong, but uh, but this is a different situation. But you're not wrong. I mean, this is definitely some, uh, something that other publishers should take note of. But once you, and, and it, and in, in reality, it's always the truth, right? But Mass Effect doesn't need to do anything to generate hype. The hype's already there. So at the right time, uh, the, uh, you know, is, is different for games that don't have any hype behind them at all, like new IPs and things like that. So. So it was the right time for, the Last Guardian, Final Fantasy fifteen. No, no, not at all. The right time for Beyond no. Good and Evil two. Is it like? No, not at all. That's what I'm saying, though. It's a, it's it, yes, it's a different situation, uh, but no, those were not handled correctly. You know, it's like, but but they like the my, what I'm getting at is, you know, even if handled correctly, those would have shown off uh, gameplay and footage and and information before Mass Effect did. Because Mass Effect doesn't need to. See what I'm getting at? Final Fantasy doesn't need to either. Like, uh, that that's my point. Final Fantasy was still, like, premiered way too early. Like, way, 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 way too early. Yeah, Ten years I agree too with early, you that. I agree with you that. Um, 
Yeah, it's it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, obviously, again, you could argue that Final Fantasy is a different situation because it went through so many changes. But regardless, <laughs> and it wasn't even Final Fantasy early. 15 at first. Yeah, so, so yeah, it, I mean, that was like so too early that they completely changed the fucking numerical order of the game. Um, it's not versus 13 anymore. <laughs> Later. I think that's the, they probably made the best decision there is just fucking make it 15. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I gotta 13 say, has I, a bad rap at this point, so. This is a little bit, and we'll have some Final Fantasy news. You know what? We'll wait until the Final Fantasy news hits a little bit later on. Let's go ahead and hit the next news article, Chris. All right, let's do it. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead, man. Let's go back All and right. forth. <clears throat> um, Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection spotted for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, the Korean Game Rating Board has published the age rating for Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection. The ratings were awarded recently for the PS4 as well as the Xbox One version. Uh, picked up by GAF, the listing do, listings do not, unfortunately, mention anything about the content. But it is easy to guess the games that are included. Uh, so, people that don't know, it's Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2-2 two, two, and Assassin's Creed 2-3. Two, 2-2-2. Two, two, two. <laughs> two, two, two. two cubed. Two cubed. So, two Brotherhood and Revelations. Uh, this is, this is pretty cool because that, that was, in my opinion, uh, uh, you know, that's definitely where, um, especially with two and Brotherhood, Revelations I know wasn't as well received, but that's definitely where like the peak of Assassin's Creed was, uh, for me. I mean, four was really, really good. Um, and I personally liked it better than, uh, than, than two, but that was mainly because from a gameplay perspective, Dude, Brotherhood I still thought, was fucking great, man. It's, yeah, I know. I never played Brotherhood. I really need to play it. I own it. I just haven't played it yet. You need to get on Brotherhood. It's the best <clears throat> Assassin's Creed probably ever. It's fucking amazing. Well, I might, I might take my three, my three copies of these games and just, you know, get rid of them, throw a trade them somewhere or something like that at this right. point. Uh, but, yeah, my, my point was that, uh, I, uh, whereas I like the gameplay of four better because it included the, the, uh, the naval combat and stuff like that, I still thought Ezio was the height of the character that you got to play. The protagonist, he is the best protagonist of the Assassin's Creed series. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> now, as much as I, I, I pretty much agree with you with everything that you're saying, um, do we need this? Like, is this, uh, I, I mean, does Ubisoft need this? Like, did they, <laughs> did they spend a little too much on the Assassin's Creed movie? They got to refill those <laughs> those fucking uh, Assassin's Creed bank accounts. Yet? No, that's that not out. That's later this year, yet. though. It's, it's, it's going to tank, right? It's going to tank. Uh, uh, it's probably going to tank. Everything that I feel, everything that I feel, you can go on our YouTube page. And see what I say. Because like, we have a video about Assassin's Creed. It's there. Check it out on our Interactive Distractions YouTube page. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Those are my thoughts. I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right. All <laughs> I right, just thought right. it, it could be good. Like, there's a lot of good stuff. My only worry is that they have two dipship assholes that have wrote terrible movies writing the script. That's the only thing. Everything else, I feel like they spent all of their budget on getting the top tier everything and then by the time I went to writers, they're like, "Oh it's shit, like, we, gotta, we gotta go fucking dumpster diving." It's yeah, it's that's the scary part. The writing, I think, is going to be terrible. I think, like aesthetically, this is going to be amazing. I think action is going to be fucking awesome. Cinematography is going to be off the wall because the director is really, really good. Um, but everything, I mean, the fucking script is going to be horrible. Um, let's see. Next up. 
So about a week ago, we received pictures and video of the box and actual unit unit of the PlayStation 4 Slim, uh, confirming that the Slim is real and ready to ship in 2016. Um, we kind of always knew that this was coming. We kind of knew. We, we, we had a decent idea. We we saw this coming with the Xbox 360 Slim, um, but this is something, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, like when this got leaked out, it was at first just images, right? Because I remember people yeah, kind of doubting yeah. the authenticity <clears throat> just based off the images. And then Eurogamer ended up posting, I believe it was Eurogamer, I could be wrong there, posted a video um, from the same user uh, basically showing the system in motion, turning it on, it, you know, shaking hands with the TV and actually working. Um kind of you know thus proving that this is something real it exists um the box is there it is very 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 close to um uh to shipping out so i mean again i asked the same thing we're going to need it in the day and age of the moving into earlier iterations of new consoles or of the same console so we're we're, we're close to the neo we're close to PSVR. New, you know, th- this is a whole new generation for Sony in the middle of the current generation. Like they're, they're massive shifts. So, why the Slim, the Xbox Slim? Why not? The Xbox Slim makes sense. It makes sense. It's smaller. The system needed to be smaller, but then they actually made it a little <clears throat> bit better. Like. Small improvements, not huge improvements. It's basically a smaller carbon copy of the last system. But they did make one or two small improvements. The PlayStation 4, technically with this Slim, is getting worse. I understand Why do you say it. that? Well, okay, so first things first, like for me, I love playing my games with my headset. All right, I have an older generation headset that I have to get, but it's true 6.1 surround sound, but I have to use my optical connector. To make the PlayStation slimmer, they had to make decisions to, you know, okay, what can we sacrifice? You can't sacrifice USB ports. You can't sacrifice HDMI. You can't sacrifice those things. So what's left is on the back of the, you know, what is the component we can leave out? The odd man out the optical cable. So I can't use, if I get the PS4 slim, if I happen to get that, I'm not going to, but if I did... I can't use my surround sound headset anymore because it will not connect to the audio output because it doesn't exist on the Slim. So it is technically you have an output that you have a you have a a set of headphones that connects to the optical out. Oh yeah, and it sounds fucking sweet. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Um. So I mean, if they're already moving past the PlayStation Four. And doing a new version of it, a better version of the PlayStation Four. Is that your punchline, though? Is that the only is that the only thing that they're changing that you know of? Because that's that's what that's kind of, the reason I asked that that's is because the only thing that's I don't. Cons- that's the only thing that's confirmed as yeah. of right now. Um, and this is a working spec. This is like it's not near finished prototype or anything. This is finished. It's ready to ship. I mean, they had the fucking retail box, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if that's my punchline, so to speak, then yeah, it kind of is. But 
What I mean, are other things left out? I doubt they are because there's really not much else you can fucking leave off the back of the fucking system. You know what I mean? And like that's and that's the thing with the with the uh, with the usage of uh, digital output via HDMI. The optical port is kind of being less used now, so it makes sense for them to leave it off. I know it affects you, but you are mm-hmm. definitely in the minority there. I'm in a minority, but. <clears throat> I'm also in the minority that has a two, a pair of $250 fucking headphones that I don't want to stop using. <laughs> that if I had the slim, if, if I had, and it's a high, total hypothetical from here on out because if I did have to get the slim, what if my PlayStation 4 dies and I don't want to spend the money on Neo? I want to get the cheaper version and I want to get my PlayStation 4. It's a goodbye to myself. And then when the Neo comes out, is it going to be, are they going to resort to going back to a bigger system? Or they're going to try to match the small size. And if they try to match the small size, is the Neo going to lack the optical support? That's a big deal for me. These are, these are, these are big issues. I love my headphones. And I don't so, feel like I should have to go buy a pair of Sony headphones because the headphones that I have work perfectly and always have. So my, my thought on this is that, uh, that I think that the, the Neo will be visually different. <clears throat> I don't know how, but I think it will be. I think that the slim is just a way for them to have a lower price point, um, so that they can bring out the Neo for four hundred dollars. That's that's kind of my thought on this. So Neo at four hundred. So what are you I think thinking that, for? The I'm slim? thinking that two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be two fifty three hundred max. Three hundred max. I'll be honest with you. If you're going to do PSVR. If you're going to push PSVR and you're also going to push a whole new console, that fucking, the OG PlayStation 4 has got to be cheap. Like, really cheap. I'm calling 250 it. 250 is cheap, dude. I'm calling it 199. 200 bucks. PlayStation I don't, 4. I don't know if it's going to get there this early. They're going to. That would be cool. I think you'll be able to get it in a package with VR so that it would be 199. Like, you basically get $50 off each, each item. Because mm-hmm. what, what's, what's PlayStation VR? We determined it was what, $400? Something like That's that. That's what it was. Yeah. It's like 300, 400. I can't remember which one it is, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's 400, but the, I can see them taking, taking that for 350 and then, you know, dropping the, the PS4 for less than that. And, and maybe you're looking at like a $500 price tag for both. Yeah. You know, I can see that happening. I can see that, <clears throat> but I, I think they have to market the original PS4. Going into the holiday season with the promise of a new console and VR, I, I think it's got to be under 200 I think it has to be. Guess we'll find out. Because uh, they're in a weird shift, man. They have, they, they have to get the upper hand back because the, the, the Scorpio information guaranteed, compl- guaranteed it that it completely changed the direction that Sony was heading with the Neo. I truly, truly believe the Neo was going to be announced a little bit earlier. And then when Scorpio came out, the C3, and said, okay, this is the specs, it's a big jump. It's a bigger jump than what most people were expecting. And I think that made Sony kind of halt in their tracks. I think it made them halt in their tracks. Maybe. So they, they, they had to course correct a little bit, and I, I, think we're starting to, I think we're starting to see the change. And it's... I'm glad you're seeing it my way. It is going to be, you said it's, well, you weren't really seeing it my way, but like you said, it's going to be a physical difference. I'm telling you, this console is going to be massively, massively different than the vanilla PS4. 
And I think once you start seeing that side by side, these side by side screens of what the four looks like and what the four plus or the Neo looks like, it's going to be vastly different and you're going to split your market and it is not a good thing. And that's why I really feel that. So, I mean, this is not old, old shit that I'm professing here. I've been saying the same thing for months now. But aside from that, I think that. What I feel is going to happen with the Neo is going to have to make that PS4 under 200. There's 250, I think, is overkill. They're asking too much of the consumers during the holiday season for at 250, with everything else that's coming. Hmm. I guess we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead with the uh. Go with the next one. Stick with the PlayStation news. All right. PlayStation Plus prices increase in the U.S. and Canada starting in September. So yeah, it's going to sixty bucks, right? So yearly membership will uh, be increased from fifty to sixty dollars in the U.S. and from fifty to seventy dollars in Canada because oh. Canada gets fucked hard. Poor Jeff. Um, the three months options will uh, increase from eighteen to twenty five in the U.S. and eighteen to thirty in Canada. Ah, uh, Canada um, needs more crap. Canada needs more shit. Give it to him, Chris. The monthly plan will see a hike only in Canada, bringing the price to $12 Canadian from $10. Uh, this is the first increase of its kind in North America region since Plus was introduced in 2010. Yeah. So. Not, not a big deal. Um, uh, Plus has been- This was expected for me. I mean, I, yeah. I was not, I'm not surprised. We'll still be able to find cards for $45. You know, yeah, it's not going to sure. be that big of a deal. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's, it's, Really shitty that the that, that those Canadian prices are crazy. I mean, fifty to seventy dollars is such a terrible. Because not only is it jumping its normal ten dollars, it's jumping plus inflation. Yeah. So like yeah. it's it's so crazy that their prices are changing like that. And then, well, I think it's the I think it's the strength of the Canadian dollar at this point. That's the the part of the issue. Because yeah, I think yeah. the American dollar is strong right now. So it's it's pretty decent. It's yeah. pretty decent. Um. Uh, moving along, the number of Steam users playing No Man's Sky has cratered extremely sharply very quickly. Um, <clears throat> on the PC, uh, on release day, over 212,000 concurrent players helped make it the biggest game launch that Steam has had so far this year. Now less than two weeks since the release, No Man's Sky's numbers tell a much different story. The number of daily and hourly concurrent players have dropped significantly on PC, according to data from Steam Spy as well as Steam DB. The decline in player numbers is around 90%. On August 12th, the concurrent player number peaked at 212,000. It dropped to 19,000, the highest number of concurrent players 24 hours after launch. That is an extremely, extremely low dip, a high dip in sales um and a lot of that comes from the leniency which is nice the leniency of the uh of the return policy whereas with steam if you buy a digital game on steam um you can return the game as long as you either um as long as you both have uh return it within 14 days and you've played less than two hours uh of, of that title and then hmm. they'll issue a full return on on digital uh, Sony offers something that they'll offer a return, but the process of actually getting a digital return from Sony is pulling teeth. It's one of the worst, one of the worst. I, look, Chris, I have enemies. I do not wish they have 
ever have to get something <laughs> returned. I, I care for my enemies way too much for them to have to get digital content returned from Sony. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it, it's credit to how easy it is to do it on Steam, and I think that we as uh, I say gamers as we, but we're certainly you and I, Chris, are not in this. I think it's more of a younger generation. Um, but there are. Um, I mean, a lot of people want that instant gratification, and No Man's Sky is not that. Nope. And it takes two hours just to get through your initial inventory issues, get through the learning curve of the game. It's like Minecraft. You can't go into Minecraft after two hours and be like, okay, yeah, I definitely want to keep this game. This is amazing. It takes time to get into a game like that. Um, two hours is not enough. So people literally had to play through and make a decision on this game and but the return policy is literally the amount of time the game is at its worst like truly truly at its worst so yeah. like I, I think it's a little bit unfair this is this is a statistic that makes no man's sky look really really bad really really broken and probably kills it for future sales from here on out for no man's sky on on the PC platform um maybe if there's like a 75% uh, you know, Steam sale, you know, 75% off or something like that. But it killed this game for the PC market. Killed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just I, kind I, of like I don't, a, I, I'm not surprised to be honest with you, just in, in general. I mean, it's two weeks. So, I mean, how long has it been out for PS4? About two weeks. About two know, weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. It was only like <laughs> a four done. day delay, I think, from the PS4 to three or four days, uh, until the, like, the PC released after it. So, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it, it goes back to what I was saying before. The gameplay is pretty repetitive. So it's just a matter of, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, what, what they said, excuse me, what they said is true. <laughs> and there's going to be some additional content coming out that's going to be free. And we're going to see, you know, hopefully some, uh, some new, new content, some new yeah. stuff. And, and and also like the PC already have better games than No Man's Sky. They have Elite Dangerous. They have uh, Star Citizen. Like they can play Star Citizen right now in early access. That's so, the thing. Like, Star Citizen is not. I mean, I I don't I don't really compare the two. Star Citizen is uh it's a it's a a limited set of of it of areas that you go to. I mean that's the thing. It's like No Man's Sky is. You know, but it's also early <clears throat> access. It's. It's also early access. Like, well, no, they've, they've come don't... out and said, they've come out and said that they're going to focus on X number of star systems. They're only going to have, you know, a handful of star Absolutely. systems. Yeah. And that's and fine. This is, and that's the thing. It's like, this is just a different monster. It's like, I, 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 okay, here's the truth. I look at, uh, I look at No Man's Sky as a glorified tech demo. It, that's really what it is. Oh, it's absolutely. like, sure. it, it, the, the gameplay is, is, it's fine for what it is. But this is more about the technology behind what they've created. Mm-hmm. You know, this is more about the fact that with six gigs of information, they've created a game that has hundreds of millions of stars and quadrillions of planets. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. Uh, now, could things be more varied? Yes, absolutely. They could be more varied. Uh, there's, there's some re- repetition with, uh, with fauna and stuff like that quite a bit. Um, I remember posting a picture of a creature on, uh, the Slack chat and, you know, within minutes, John had come back and say, oh yeah, I've seen him, you know? So obviously there's, there's some extra variances that they could put in to, to mm-hmm. make it things a little bit more unique, 
But, um, but in general, I mean, the, the, what they've done is pretty remarkable. Um, and I don't, there's, yes, there's games that have this type of gameplay out there, but there's not worlds like this out there. Very true. <clears throat> Very true. So, but that's just my two cents. I mean, yes, Star Citizen looks fucking awesome. It does look, you know, great. it looks really, really good. It's, but it's not the same type of game. It just, no. it just doesn't seem like it to me. The only, but the only thing that's PC in common is that you can go from space to the planet and you can land. And exactly. that's, that's really but it. But that's what drew a lot of people in. The procedurally generated, knowing that there are, it's impossible for every single player to go to every single planet and discover everything that's in the game. Like everybody together working, you know, as a team, like it's impossible to find everything. That's impressive, but that does nothing for me, the player. That does nothing for me. Like, so being, if I'm in the PC mindset and I'm like, I have Elite Dangerous, I have Star Citizen, I can play these games right now, they exist, and I can work on them right now. Getting that, you know, I'm in a spaceship going around shooting shit, going through planets, going to different galaxies and different star systems, I still get everything that I get out of No Man's Sky, I could get out of those games. Yes, it's not procedurally generated, but procedurally generated planets that I'm never going to see does nothing for me as a player. So I see them as very, very similar in that aspect. Even though, yeah, it, the, the tech demo-y, you know, really impressive No Man's Sky technology is there, and I, I acknowledge it and I appreciate it for what it is. And I think other greater things in video games in the future, in the near future, are really going to take this and blow this technology out of the water. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be fantastic. I think it's a great stepping stone. I think this game is going to be remembered for this, for, for procedurally generated <clears throat> content to be the cornerstone of technology going forward. You know, um, I, I see a lot of good stuff like this. We're starting to see like, you know, I don't know. And I don't want to get too deep into it and everything, but, um, but yeah, I think I think this game is going to be more important. I think the legacy of No Man's Sky is going to be bigger than what people are saying about it right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think time will tell. Yeah. Yep. Um, you want to take over with the two pieces of division news? Uh, sure. Interesting stuff about the division. Interesting stuff. Let's see. Um, division expansions, last stand, and survival delayed to focus on the game balancing and other improvements. Uh, let's see. The third expansion, Last Stand, was expected sometime during the winter of 2016, but will now be released in early 2017. Um, the new schedule will not only enable us to strengthen the core experience before adding new content, but will also continuously improve it uh, by allowing for more production time to ensure the quality of future updates as well, said the development post from the official website. Um, that's fine with me. <laughs> I, I didn't, it's, I didn't buy the season pass. I haven't played Division since Vanilla. Um, I will probably jump back into it when they release a, you know, all inclusive version and everybody wants to get into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like some people, some of our group are playing it again. Um, I, I just don't, I don't feel the need to go back to it right now. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I it's not even on my hard drive right now. I just I, I deleted it. I, I have no interest I, in playing it. I did too. I ran out of games. space and I had to delete space. So I was like, okay, division's taking up fifty fifty gigs. Goodbye. Yeah. So, I love the division up until the end game, and then it just completely shut yeah, off for the, me. The end game, it lost me. Uh, yeah. But and that's the thing. It's uh, from what I understand, they're doing a lot of improvements there. Yeah. Um, so if they decide when when Last Stand comes out. 
that they're going to do like a, a, a like a division special edition or whatever they do, and it has everything in it already. Uh, maybe I'll go back to it. So we'll see. Yeah, um, well, that story the, does not end there. <clears throat> no. Uh, so the developer is also inviting players to the studio to help fix the game. Uh, Massive is literally looking for the community for help uh, with the division by inviting members of the community to the studio in order to help shape the future of the game. Massive re- uh, revealed this initiative earlier today and asked players available uh, from September 7th to 9th to submit their details. So that is an interesting thought. Uh, this is what I think of this thought. September 7th through 9th, um, at the studio is a glorified beta and QA test. Hmm. That's essentially what this is. Yeah. Uh, and then they will get feedback. They will get feedback from the people that play the game, but this is just a beta test that is happening at the headquarters, at the yeah. developer. And it sounds like they're, they're, they're actually going to be holding, uh, what I would like to call a cattle call uh, for, for people to come in and play this game. And it, it, at some point, I think it will, you'll have some people who can, you know, come off the streets or maybe some, someone who has like a little influence, like, you know, like your indices or something like that, like your, or your rational passions will be able to get in and everything, um, when they, when they submit their information for it. But, uh, I think honestly what this is, I think it's smart. Um, so obviously to take, take a step back and hold your game under a magnifying glass and find out what the issues are and doing that and admitting it and going out into the community and saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're sorry about this, but it has to be done because we want the best game for you. I like that. I like where they're going. Um, this is interesting though, because they're going to be having a lot of your big time, you know, their ambassador players, like your YouTubers, uh, like Arix and unknown player, like these guys are gonna have. These guys are gonna get flown in to fucking Ubisoft to be to take part in this, and you better believe it because they're going to want to have these guys talk to the masses. There's a lot of people who get their division and their destiny news from from these 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 guys on these YouTube channels, and you you better believe that those guys will be there, and they're not just gonna be submitting a form online to get in there. They're gonna be flown in, and they're gonna be kind of the mouthpieces for Ubisoft. Um, so that can get a little bit of shit, a little bit shady. Um, I've, I've kind of had, had a lot of issues with the way some people, YouTubers in general are, uh, long story short, we've heard the story before about how they're, they get special treatment by Microsoft just to talk good about games and everything. And I feel that if this is something where they take people who are dedicated players, strictly dedicated <clears throat> players, you know, looked in their stats and say, okay, this is someone who spends a lot of time in game. This is a lot of, okay, let's send this person in to help QA and give us advice and tell us how to, you know, where to take this game in the future. But if they just pull in a whole bunch of YouTubers and video game ambassadors, I don't think it's going to be only that. It's not going to be only that. I hope not. I hope not. It won't be only that. Yes, that, that will happen. Because they need those people to be the mouthpieces and tell everyone, oh, it's great. Oh, you're just going to love the changes they're making. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think it'll be only that. I think they will actually get average people from the community to come in and do it. But, but again, it's, it's glorified QA and beta testing. So, um, and there's nothing yes. wrong with that as long as they, if they actually gather information about the game from these people, that they actually take it to heart and don't just disregard it, you know? Because yeah. if they disregard it, then it essentially is nothing but a beta test. 
So. I um <clears throat> I don't think that's that's much of a concern because Massive kind of has no choice. Like they have to make changes. Yeah. So they need to listen. Um, yeah, like get rid of the friggin' shotgunners. Just saying. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's so terrible. Uh, hey, I, I can I, kill you in one shot, but you can, you know, unload three clips into me. That's fine. I appreciate and I can identify where this is coming from when Massive says all this stuff. And I, I wish them the best. But I feel to to properly fix what the problem is with the division you almost have to go at least just with the end game you have to go fucking full bore like final fantasy 14 a, a realm reborn you have to do it you i feel like you can't make the end game right in a division where it's at unless you fucking just kind of change how the game plays and how enemies how enemies receive damage and how much damage you dish out. I feel like to properly do it, it completely has to be changed. And like, and Destiny did it, like with light level. Like they changed the way you level up and how much damage you dish out. How, like our, our damage properties on our on our weapons used to be really really high, and then they brought it down a little bit lower. Like it's they've completely changed it around. So they did that. They're gonna have to do something like that. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to identify. Okay, these numbers, this, th- these equations that we use to generate, you know, damage numbers. This is not working. It's too difficult. It's too bullet spongy. They gotta fix that. And Destiny did that. Destiny used to be a game about shooting bullet sponges. They realized people didn't like it. Yep. They took they took the claims to heart, and now nothing's really a bullet sponge in that game. Like, well. There it's are bullet sponges, it's but not it's as not as nearly as bad as it was. What is, what not it was. nearly as bad as it used to be because bosses <clears throat> are going to take more bullets to kill something than than a normal enemy. That's that's so. Yes, it is more spongier, but I wouldn't call anything in Destiny a full blown like bullet sponge right now. Even, even I would uh, say not anything that's not a boss. Yeah, that's very true. But even the Cabal boss. At the end of that one strike, he's yeah. Oh, they bullet. they they reduced him quite a bit, big time. He's so he take him out so quick. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna read something real quick. Uh, so Resident Evil ESRB gives the plot for Resident Evil Seven light light spoilers for the next 25 seconds. It's really not spoilery, so just I'm warning you to not be warned. Um, and this is from the ESRB. I want to I want to I wanna re-say that. Uh, this is a survival horror game in which players assume the role of Ethan, a man searching for his missing wife in a derelict mansion. From a first-person perspective, players explore the environment and use pistols, shotguns, flamethrowers, explosives, chainsaws to kill mutant creatures. Combat is accompanied by realistic gunfire, screams of pain, exaggerated blood spatter effects. As players progress through the story, cutscenes can depict instances of gore and intense act of violence. A character's arm is dismembered, a man's leg is taken off at the knee, and a character is impaled through the face with a shovel. Some areas also depict mutilated corpses with exposed organs, and the words fuck and shit are heard in the dialogue. So... Were people complaining about this? I mean, that's that doesn't seem spoiler to me. Spoilery. It's not me. very spoilery, and no. that's the the fact that it is lightly spoilerish is not even the reason that I want to even put this. Okay. Uh, in our news, so this does not sound like a Resident Evil game. I was, 
so when we got the demo and they admitted and Capcom said that, hey, this is going to be a first-person game, but play this demo, kind of get an idea for what we're getting at. And it was very PT. You can interact. It's more interactive. There actually like is like one weapon you can pick up, so you can kind of acknowledge that, okay, there are weapons in this game. They, they, you know, they built them in the game, so I'm sure we're going to see more. But the way they explain it here, using pistols, shotguns, flamethrowers, explosives, chainsaws. Well, chainsaws is pretty cool. So remove that from the complaints. <laughs> Up to explosives. Um, I mean, really, man, like, that doesn't, a first person Resident Evil game with shotguns and flamethrowers and explosives, that doesn't sound like something I want to play from Resident Evil. Well, when I saw the, when they first showed it off, it didn't seem like it was Resident Evil to me. Well, and it's not, but what they're doing, they want to take Resident Evil because obviously a lot of people love PT. Yeah. Um, there's that game Alice in Road. Uh, that got delayed and then now it brought back to life. That was kind of like a spiritual successor to PT. So now Resident Evil, they want to take it in a direction where it's kind of like another successor, like spiritually, uh, from those games. They want to, I mean, well, if Konami's not going to make Silent Hills, we're going to make Resident Evil fucking that game. We're going to do that ourselves. And when you played the demo from E3, the demo felt like that. It felt like PT. I was like, you know what? I can kind of get on board. I can subscribe to a new Resident Evil like this. I can do that. And they mentioned that, hey, you can heal yourself with herbs. Okay, you can heal yourself. You can take damage. So there is a deeper... Because de- the demo was more about exploration, all right, and figuring shit out. So I was like, okay, I can deal with this. I, I can do this. But then we saw that they're health herbs. That's cool. Stick into our roots. No pun intended. But there's combat, so we're going to have first-person combat in this Resident Evil game, which is interesting. But now saying shotguns, flamethrowers, explosives, to me it's like that's not that's not what makes Resident Evil cool. Like the only time you're ever supposed to get a rocket launcher in Resident Evil is when Ada throws you a fucking rocket launcher and you kill the tyrant and you take off in a helicopter. That's the only time you're supposed to have a fucking explosive <laughs> in that game. Like, it, uh, I don't know. It just something... In this ESRB description, makes I'm, me... I'm not invested in this at all, so I don't really... It, it kind of lowered my expectations big time for this. I don't know. There's just something that makes me uncomfortable about that. So. Yeah. I, I, I haven't played a Resident Evil game since the first one, so... I hear you. Uh, we have one more before we end this. All right. You want that? Uh, sure. Final yours? Fantasy Fifteen director... Oh, wait. In the latest issue of Famitsu, Final Fantasy XV director Hijime Tabata, did I say that right? Sure. Nailed State, it. States that the RPG contains both open world and linear parts. <laughs> Didn't they say that about 13? Uh, the Japanese magazine was able to play up to chapter 3 of the game, which is around 15% when, uh, when chapters 0 through 15 are factored in. Uh, when Famitsu asked if the rest of the game would remain consistent with what they uh, played, Tabata replied that the second half of the game isn't open world, uh, but instead has a linear path. The entire game structure of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 consists of both open world and linear parts, he, sa- he said. The first half keeps going as an open world, and uh, but the story in the second half is led by a linear path. So it's the I, reverse of thirteen. So the thirteen, it was the it was an open world at the end, and it was a linear I path would, at the beginning. I would be really, really shocked 
if the second half of this game was just straight and narrow hallways. No, it won't be. It it's just it I would be shocked and appalled. I seriously doubt that that's the case and I think there may be some explanations possibly lost in translation. Like I, this this doesn't seem like it would be the case. Um now if it does get a little bit more linear, but at any point in time there are ways to go back to the, your open world, like stop your progress and just go into the open world and like grind out levels or try to do some monster hunts or fight something that's more to your level. Cause there's obviously going to be like some hidden secrets and surprises all throughout the open world. So as long as you can go back at any time, I think that's okay. Cause essentially isn't every fucking main story in a final fantasy linear. Essentially. Yeah. Technically. So yeah, like it's, I mean, to me that just, uh, that's fine. That's okay. It could be as linear as like Final Fantasy X storyline, as long as I had the ability to go into the open world anytime I want and grind or do whatever I want. If that option is there, sure, let it be. Let the story be linear. That's okay. Yep. So I I'm not really expecting much out of Final Fantasy XV at this point. So yeah. I'm I'm waiting to hear more as we get closer to it. So. I well another the other piece of news that's not in here, but it was just a little bit. It was just too far back. Everybody knows it by now, but it did get delayed from uh, this month to uh, the thirtieth of next month. I'm sorry, uh, to November. So it did yeah. get pushed back a couple of months. Uh, obviously, it's well, not obviously, but um, it it seems to be it's uh, just to fix technical issues only. Um, word out of Gamescom where people had their last chance to um, actually play this game hands on. Uh, a lot of positive things about it. A lot of positive about it. They say it's it'll, there's a lot of new. Yeah, there's a little bit of a learning curve to the combat, but this game is good. Like there's a lot of positivity, but the game is rough. There's technical issues, and apparently it does need a couple of more months in the oven to cook and iron out some of these technical issues because they're they're talking like the frame rate will chug to you know five or ten frames um, yeah wow. there's some performance issues it, it's straight the delay is strictly to fix the performance issues I'm glad I'm very very happy that they just sucked it up and did the two month delay one Destiny's coming out we're gonna be fucking busy Chris we'll yeah. be fine true and and two thank you for not just like putting out the game and giving us a day one patch like a, a, a half hearted day one patch not, not day one because I don't think they would have been able to push out a day one patch in time, but like a half-hearted patch two weeks later after release to deal with the issues, they easily could have done that. Square easily could have said, you know what? Just release it. We can't delay it anymore, and we'll patch the technical issues. They said, no, fuck you. We're going to wait a couple of months, and we're going to do it right. I appreciate that so much. For a company who's made a lot of mistakes with this franchise, these last two months that we have to wait, hopefully... I'm not kicking myself and just flat out wrong, but I think this could have been the best decision they've ever made on the entire game yeah, to make sure it, it might releases be. correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think it hurts them in Japan. I think over here it's fine. I think in Japan it hurts them. Now it takes people who were clamoring for Final I don't think Fantasy. it does. I really I think don't think it does. <laughs> in, I think it hurts them in Japan a little bit. Not huge, but I think it does a little bit because, uh, man, you got to know that hurts canceling that and not releasing before Persona. You gotta know that hurts. They oh, it's really not. Persona's gonna come out first now. Persona's gonna come out first. Okay, yeah. So that that's hurts a not bit. good for Final Fantasy. No, that is not good at all. <laughs> so, 
Um, but yeah, that's all our news, man. I think we're good. All right. Cool. Um, hey. Hey. Let's move on. All right. To pick of the week. Love it. So, a few games coming out next week. Uh, what, what's, uh, what do you got? My pick of the week, my go-to. And I'm actually kind of thinking about it, but Deus Ex has to come first. But Attack on Titan. Fan okay. of the manga. Love the anime. The video game is the next obvious evolution for me personally. Uh, and, uh, I gotta say it looks cool, man. I, I, I think the action is just enough. Uh, just enough Spider-Man type action to keep me interested, and the enemies are very interesting. I don't know how how into Attack on Titan you are, but the way you attack the enemies is very interesting, and it's never been done in a video game before, for sure. So I'm, I'd be interested to see how um, how combat works in in this game. But the gameplay so far that I've seen looks great. Again, very reminiscent of Spider-Man movements. Um, so yeah, I think this this is actually a game I'm. I'm not choosing as a pick of the week just to say it's a pick of the week. I may pick this up in a few weeks. All right, cool. But it, it won't be the pick of this week. There's a there's a few games coming out that that would interest people. So like, uh, and and I had I had a little bit of trouble with this one because my first my first choice was going to be either you know Witcher is the complete edition is coming out next week, and so is uh, God Eater Two, which is kind of like a Monster Hunter slash uh, PSO-ish type game. But then I saw that Assault Suit Leonos is coming out. And there most people are probably like, what the fuck is Assault Suit Leonos? Because that's not what it was called when it came out on the Genesis. It was one of my favorite Genesis games, uh, and it was called Target Earth. Uh, and this is a complete remake uh, from pretty much from the ground up. Remix music, new graphics, everything. And it's budget 20 bucks for a physical copy. Um, so I am all over that and, uh, I will, I've already pre-ordered it and it should be here hopefully, uh, early next week. So, um, one thing I will say about this game is that, uh, you know, it is, it is a Genesis game and it is that, you know, they didn't do any changes to the game itself. So it's not like they added uh, like fluff to make the game longer. You know, this is a, this is, this is a, the type of game that was meant to be played repeatedly. Um, and, you know, something like Golden Axe or something like that, that type of action game, that side scrolling action game. Uh, so, you know, don't expect to put hours and hours and hours into this game. Um, but it is the one thing I remember about Target Earth was it's probably one of the hardest Genesis games I ever played. Um, and, uh, I did, I did end up beating it, but I only beat it twice. I remember specifically trying to beat it several times and only ever doing it twice. Um, so this, the, the new version looks a little bit more forgiving, uh, but it's, it, it looks like it's pretty, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's pretty, it's pretty close to the original. It's pretty, I'm trying to remember the word. It is. Uh, I'll remember it after we finish the podcast. Yeah, after we finish the podcast, <laughs> it's good. It's totally good and cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's my pick. So assault suit lane, <laughs> twenty bucks next week, guys. Twenty bucks. Yeah, that's pretty good price. Yeah. Um, um cool. I have a pretty good in this question. One in this question that's going to have a lame answer. So Southern Coyote, Mister Greg Schnabel, I apologize, but he asked. What's on tap at the Indus Bar tonight? And sadly, we're double fisting waters. Yeah, I've got got my water right now. I'm actually 
trying to fight off a cold. So it's like I've been I've been turning my volume down every couple minutes of coughing. So you know, mm. let's break that fourth wall a little bit. You guys don't see that, but that's what's ha- or hear that, but that's what's happening. That's right. But, Maybe you'll um, see it one day. We're working on video options for the future, and we all have other things that are that are that are coming up. Chris and I are, and the other guys too. The other guys are still Jason and Jeff are still in the loop on everything. Indus always, probably, always will be. Um, but uh, we're we're kind of considering things that we want to do for the show. Uh, keep it me and Chris add a third person. Whether or not to do video, all of these things. Uh, have certain timetables attached to them. A lot of these things have a lot of question marks. Um, if we even bring on a third, we don't know who, we don't know how we would recruit this person. So there's a lot of things going on. So no going, going forward before Chris starts cleaning the kitchen that things are changing and we want your input. If you feel that a two man show is a little bit cleaner, a little bit shorter and not as much that you need to digest. If you feel a third person would be uh, a little more, uh, Make more interesting conversation. Let us know a little bit of input. One or two, you know, send us a tweet, email, text message, whatever the case may be. Just uh, let us know. I- I'm curious of what you think, what you would like from the show. And you can do that <gasps> by sending us an email at uh, yes. emailinteractivedistractions.com or a voicemail at seven six zero wait seven zero six seven six zero four three three seven. Leet stuff. Leet stuff. <laughs> See, there it goes. Um, check us out on Twitter. We are Indus Podcast or Indus Questions, and individually we are Indus Chris and Indus Travis. You can look at uh, look us up on Facebook, Google Plus, Steam, Stitcher, Twitch, and YouTube. Search for Interactive Distractions or Indus, and you will find us. And uh, and yeah, that is it for today's show. Travis, do you have anything before we wrap up and get out of here? I'm actually at the Travis Bomb. Oh, did you change it? I think I changed it back to my full name uh, when I was redoing some YouTube stuff. All right. So, at the Travis Bomb. And this Travis is still there in spirit. It's embedded. Read between the lines. You'll, you'll see it. It's there. Just don't show Don't Just don't search for it because you probably won't find it. Yeah. yeah. Just bang it. It's right there. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please tell a few friends about us. And if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, leave us a review. We would appreciate that as well. So until next time, my name is Chris. I'm Trap. Play your games, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.